Welcome to episode 80 of Crack the Customer Code, where we discuss what makes customer experiences great. I'm Adam, and I'm 80% happier than I was a minute ago because I'm here with my perpetually happy co-host, Jeannie Walters. I do not endorse this message. I was completely bamboozled. I'm like, uh, Ron Burgundy, you changed the prompter on me here, and I just read what's in front of me. Isn't that awesome? That is great. I'm 80% happier. Why not 100%? If you're going to sell yourself, sell it all the way, Jeannie. It's episode 80. Oh, I get it. There's some sort of numerical <laughs> little thing there. I love it. Now I know I can just like type in whatever five exactly. seconds before. <laughs> so when people hear you complimenting me a lot. <laughs> All right. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm so happy that that worked. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, uh, I believe you have a script for yourself. Why don't you read that now? <laughs> Do you know your customer experience mission? Our mission at 360 Connects is to create fewer ruined days for customers. We help our clients create their own missions and deliver more for their customers through workshops, evaluations, and roadmaps. Find out more at 360connects.com. That's 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com. And if you'd like to reach our specialized audience of customer service and customer experience leaders by being a show sponsor, you can go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. So, So Jeannie, do you think of yourself as social? I do. I do think of myself as social, but I think that's a great question for people to ask about how social interacts with customer care. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about that, about what the rules are, what the best practices are. So I think we're really lucky to have one of the leading experts on using social media and customer service, president of Lightspan Digital, Mana Ionescu, is here with us today. Awesome. Yeah. And I really liked a lot of her insights into social and how it applies to customer care. So why don't we uh, hear a little bit about Mana and get right into the interview? Awesome. Mana and her team focus on driving traffic to clients' websites and building profitable connections through social media and content marketing. Mana believes in digital marketing done with purpose. For her practical and hands-on approach, Mana has been busting social media myths and showing measurable results are possible. A sought-after speaker, she's been sharing digital marketing knowledge as Kellogg Executive Education faculty and via numerous conferences from Tech Week to SES, from Social Media Week to MPI TechCon, from 312 Digital to Marketing Profs University and PubCon. A staunch STEM education supporter, Mana serves on the board of the Illinois Math and Science Academy Fund. In March 2014, Mana was awarded the Chicago Woman Making History Outstanding Entrepreneur Award by the City of Chicago Treasurer's Office. And she's awesome. So welcome, Mana. So happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm great. How are you? I am excellent. And you know, I know, Mana, that we are supposed to be social and we're supposed to be all over social media. And well, at least that is what Jeannie tells me. <laughs> but what, right. yeah, what if we're not? Are there real consequences to just not playing in that pond with customers? Do you exist? <laughs> you're not. Do I even know if your shop is still open? Maybe you went out of business. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I think that's what uh I think that's the reaction people have when they search for you and they don't find anything. It's like you don't exist or you went out of business or 
definitely your competitors are going to come up. So you've just lost an opportunity there to, to do more business. Mm-hmm. What about, you know, there's a difference between being online and being active online. And I know I've had some trouble with this myself. You know, I've really been a little bit of a late adopter. So maybe you can explore that, the difference between, I mean, everybody has their website now or they're really are in the stone ages. And most likely they have a Facebook page and things like that. But what if they're just not using it? How Tell us what the impact is of that. Oh, that's like not being online at all. I mean, um, again, you know, it's like imagine going to a store and it's always closed. The store is there. You can see it. You can see stuff that's inside, you know, all the pretty clothes and shoes on the racks. <laughs> shoes. But, yay. Yay. <laughs> but, you, but, but you can't get in. Um, it's the same if you have a website, you're online, but you're not actually interacting with your customers at all. You're not producing any new content. Um, it's like you have the store, but it's closed. <laughs> That's a great, great analogy. And, you know, Mana, I've heard you talk about KLM's really impressive social media team and their dedication with, I think you said 150 employees dedicated to responding to customers on social. Right. and. So that's that's a really impressive example. But what can smaller organizations do today to improve the way they serve customers via social and digital channels? You know, if you look at companies large or small who are successful in in this day and age, I can think of examples of brick and mortar stores that Mm -hmm. don't do any online sales yet. They've made social media, part of the fabric of how they do things. Mm -hmm. And every employee is ultimately a customer service rep. Every employee, if they're encouraged and trained to engage with people online, to spread the word about the business or the organization, um, they all play a part. They all become one of those, you know, if we scale it down, the equivalent of 150 customer service reps. Mm-hmm. And these these are businesses like Fleet Feed Sports Chicago, where years ago they've made a decision to look at everything from the perspective of being online, although they don't sell online. They just have retail stores. But the owner of the of the business is online and active um, in a blend of you know, personal content and personal philosophies, t- thought leadership type content. Um, as well as, you know, once in a while announcements about the business. A lot of their employees are on social media. They've created an ambassador program that acts as spokespeople for for their retail stores. So there's always ways. Um, you just want to have want to do it. And and um, just like in the case of KLM, they're not putting an ROI expectation on this. Mm-hmm. So. They don't have the pressure of having to prove dollars come up, coming from every customer interaction. They just know it works because overall the business is doing well. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if you don't have those immediate sales expectations and you just decide that you're going to keep up with the times and interact with people where they are and where they want to interact with you, not where you think you should be. Right. Um, overall and over time, you're going to see results and you're going to have a much easier time integrating this into your everyday business operations. I like that. And I like the thought leader approach. 
because I think it's something that everybody is looking for accurate and interesting information around these topics. And so why not, you know, as the leader of an organization, really take advantage of that. And I think a lot of organizations don't. So that's great to hear about Fleet Feet. And I really like the idea, of course, of being where your customers are and meeting them there. And that's that whole idea of omni-channel. And, you know, when you look back at social a few years ago, there was this sort of, you know, when it really became big, there was this sort of whole push that like, just forget everything else. Social is all there is. And now, you know, the pendulum sort of swung back to some sort of equilibrium where, okay, social is a part of the marketing mix. It's a key channel. It's a key thing. How are organizations sort of finding that balance and integrating social and where are they making mistakes using it in social customer care? In customer care specifically? Well, overall and in so customer care. We are broad in our topics here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think the biggest mistake, and so this is an opportunity, the flip of it is an opportunity. The biggest mistake that organizations are doing is to look at social as it's own isolated channels or set of tactics. Um, and very few organizations um, are, especially in the mid and small size business category, very few organizations are looking at social as integrated to have into everything else they do. So they're planning their offline marketing separate from their online marketing. And that doesn't work. You know, if you're, if you're going to an expo, let's say, so that's an on, offline tactic, you're going to an expo, there's content, digital content that can be created around that experience to extend the impact of what you're doing in person. You know, there's opportunities there to connect on LinkedIn with the people you meet there. And there's opportunities there to pull the people you meet at the expo and send them to a resource you have on, on your website and get their email address that way instead of a fishbowl type of tactic, the old school way of, you know, raffling out iPads, which we know doesn't work. They give us their email address and then they never interact with us again. Why not send <laughs> them to the website where they can download a toolkit or a resource that that will always remind them of you and give them a taste for what you can provide. Thus, they're going to open your future emails. Um, so we're not combining tactics at this point effectively. And so that's the opportunity that's presented to us to, instead of saying, oh, the digital is the thing, it's awesome, everything else sucks. Um, instead of doing that, we should think of ways to combine all of those efforts together. And the way we look at it is that everything is content. Every interaction you have with your customer, whether it's offline, online, whether, again, it's an expo, whether you're doing a speaking engagement, everything that's being said, uh, written, published, created, photographed, videoed, all of that is content. It should be planned together. Then digital is just a distribution channel. Um, and obviously, the content needs to be created so that it can be consumed online. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but everything is content. How you package it and how you distribute it is a second piece of that. But we, that's not how we do it. We think, oh, let's tweet. And that's going <laughs> to give and bring us sales. No, let's look at you know, everything that we do across channels. What content do we need to appeal to people and, and search engines in the dis digital space? 
let's look at how we execute that in a collective collaborative way that flows and then let's look at the um, results overall instead of focusing on every channel as if it could function on its own. And so Mana, you mentioned that, you know, uh, some of your examples, you talked about, you know, many employees can get very social. And I think that goes back to um, exactly what you're saying about kind of everything going together. And I know that we've seen some really scary examples of employees who have access to social or just have a following personally, but everybody identifies them with a certain company. And, you know, I'm curious, first of all, what's the most egregious or crazy story that you might have? And also what can employers and what can leaders and organizations do to make sure that their employees don't, let's say, live tweet when they're getting fired or things like that? (laughs) You know, I I know there's a lot of examples out there, and I choose to forget them all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I'm not I, gonna. I had the one that haunted me, which was the guy at um, a fast food restaurant standing. He took a picture of himself standing in the lettuce bins with, with the, with the on top of the lettuce, not like empty bins. Right. Uh, oh, that's just, really just disturbing. haunted me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the one that I that stands with me, and this is not a um, it's not a purposeful thing, but it was a big mistake where the whichever outline social media employee uh, tweeted out a pornographic picture. Oh, that's right. Because they they <laughs> copy and pasted the wrong link into the into yes. the tweet, um, and 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 that's an operations issue, and mm-hmm. I think. A lot of these, um, a lot of these mistakes have to do again with how we set up our businesses, how we set them up for success. Mm-hmm. My philosophy is that in this day and age, every employee is a customer service representative. Whether you're in the B two B space or B two C space, you cannot block people from being online. That makes them customer facing, and that makes them a customer service representative. And we don't have, most organizations at this point don't have um, a, a training or a, or a program that when you onboard an employee, you onboard them with this awareness that they're a customer service representative. I don't care what your job is. I don't care that you plug data into a database. As an employee of this organization, you are responsible for how you interact with customer during your hours here, off hours. If you mention the organization, you're a customer service representative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure people like Eugenie and companies like yours can come up and probably already do this with programs that uh, that empower employers to shift mm-hmm. how they think of their employees and inject that that customer service attitude up front. Yes. I hope everybody is listening because that's a really key part of every communication, but I think you're absolutely right. And I like that this is about more than the role. This is about the fact that, you know, we're all, we're all in this tent (laughs) together. So we better represent the uh, organization well, no matter what we're doing. So it's a great point. You know, listening to you, Mana, it was interesting 
I was thinking about how how complicated this really is. You know, how does a large organization keep control over social so those errant links don't go out? How does a small organization with you know no layers do it? And there's just so much difference in execution across the board. So I want I'm going to let you put you on the spot a little bit here. I want to know what is your social media pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I have too many of them. All right, lay, lay them all out. We'll get. We're, but, we're, we're recording. <laughs> but there's one. There's one that drives me crazy. Really, really, is when people talk about social media engagement. That that term and that concept drives me crazy because it's fuzzy. It requires a lot of definition. And that definition can take multiple shapes. But for me, marketing terms should be measurable. And there doesn't seem to be agreement on how to measure engagement. Um, I have no idea what engagement is and what it means to me as an organization. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of decision makers ask themselves the same thing. You know, what, why should I care that my customers are engaged with me online. If they don't buy, do I care? (laughs) And so, so as marketers, we need to get a little better and smarter about what we look to measure, how we talk about the impact of digital on, on the business overall. And I speak a lot about this, how to translate digital marketing data into stories that an executive, a decision maker, our bosses can actually understand and run with. And the more we keep talking about engagement, the more we do a disfavor to everybody in this space because we don't move the conversation past that. And we create a lot of cynics who, who keep, you know, um, getting stuck on this concept of engagement and the feeling, the sense that it means nothing. Thus mm-hmm. social media doesn't work. Um, and so we need to, we need to stop talking about engagement and, and start talking about things that are a lot more, um, a lot closer to the ROI, such mm-hmm. as website traffic, traffic to the points of conversion, whether it's point of sale or, or a form on the website, uh, or an email on LinkedIn, um, those are the things that we we should look for and we should build our marketing to get those numbers and stop talking less about engagement because it means absolutely nothing in the grander scheme of things. And I will also state here as I'm on a rampage right now to get rid of spam on LinkedIn <laughs> because <laughs> it seems like every other message I get right now on LinkedIn is somebody saying, I'm sure you need this. And they clearly don't know anything about me or my company. And it's, I, I'm finding it really frustrating because it's, to your point, it's taking away the engagement that I might have in the future with an organization like that, because suddenly I don't want to work with them, even if I become the type of company that they want. So I think it's a great point about the term engagement and what does that really mean and how do we translate that? And I think this is one of those things that as we evolve as business people and with these different tools as they evolve, we're all going to be really trying to tie things back to those business results because that's what this is all about. Um, That's what I I want. I want sales. (laughs) Exactly. Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this was great, Mana. We really appreciate it. And I think 
we all have a lot to think about moving forward too, which is always good. So where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Manamika, M-A-N-A-M-I-C-A. I'm definitely on LinkedIn. um, (laughs) But no spam. Um, And I am um, at our website, lightspandigital.com. Great. And we'll make sure to put that all in the show notes as well. So um, thank you so much for being here with us. And yeah, and keep fighting the good fight. Thanks so much, Mana. (laughs) Thanks. You too. Okay. Take care. Okay. Well, that was our interview with Mana. We hope you enjoyed episode 80 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all of our episodes at crackthecustomercode.com. And if you don't subscribe and send us feedback, Jeannie will find you. (laughs) I will. And maybe you can find me. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can find me at 360connects.com and sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com. And I'm Adam Teport. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training as well as my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at customersatsick.com. Until next time, Jeannie, what am I going to say? Take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.